Hi, it's David, your uh, your friend, that uh, crazy atheist internet guy. Hey, look, I'm uh, <coughs> I'm still a little bit under the weather from uh, last week. Really, I've uh, been fighting a cold for like two weeks, probably ever since my knee surgery. I don't think it's an infection or anything like that. I'm just having a hard time fighting it. But it hasn't gotten me completely. I've been fighting it. I've been beating it back with cough syrup and junk. So, you know, we're still we're still wrestling. It hasn't won yet. But uh, as a result, I, I still feel like crap. So I'm going to do just one story uh, today. I hope you're not too disappointed. So this won't take long. Um... But uh, I wanted to spend a little bit of time with this story anyway. So, tell you what, <laughs> let's just get into it. You can file this story under the category of all the things this Christian God fails to do. All right, here we go. Priest mistakes petrol for holy water, sparking deadly fire. Petrol, that's, that's gasoline for... For you Americans. <laughs> I guess I should say we Americans. Okay, here's the story. I'm just going to read it out. It's not, it's not that long. A pastor unwittingly poured petrol over a parishioner who was set alight by a nearby church candle at the Gloryland estate on the outskirts of Lagos on Thursday morning. The pastor picked a keg believing it contained water, not knowing it was filled with petrol, said Ibrahim Farallon, nailed it, of the uh, National Emergency Management Agency. In the process of emptying the contents on the man, a lit candle nearby sparked fire, that engulfed both of them. Frank Loist told the uh, AFP. The body of the man burned beyond recognition has been recovered, while the pastor sustained severe burns. The blaze, which started in the uh, Barau area, spread to nearby oil pipelines, causing an explosion which killed a further five people. Vandals are said to have damaged the pipe prior to the explosion, whilst siphoning uh, them for fuel. Operations are currently underway to extinguish the pipeline blaze, according to... Uh, some other names I can't pronounce. Head of uh, Lagos State Emergency Services, L-A-S-E-M-A. We are responding quickly to put out the fire. Only one body has been recovered, while the other person who was injured is receiving treatment. He added. <laughs> okay. All right. So I told you that was short. <clears throat> Where do we start? 
Um, okay. I just, I just want to note that uh, this particular article is from a Christian news source. Uh, and uh, you can find mostly the same article with mostly the same wording, uh, just uh, slightly different versions of the story all over the internet, w- with the exception of a couple of details. So uh, I just couldn't help but notice as I w- was reading several versions of the story, a couple of details left out of this one. So, um, you know, once again, bear in mind, this is a Christian blog that I read this from. Here are the the missing details. So the first one is that this wasn't just some random event. You know, this wasn't just some ordinary church service. This happened at a healing service. A healing service, okay? So not just some uh, wackadoo priest uh, who uses holy water uh, from time to time on a given Sunday, but rather this service was specifically consecrated as a healing event. So the people coming here were people with problems that needed healing. <laughs> so that's why they were there. They weren't just there to sing, uh, you know, How Great Thou Art or whatever the Catholic uh, version of that. And, um, you know, that makes it doubly embarrassing. (laughs) So, yeah, small wonder this Christian paper left that uh, detail out of their write-up. And uh, I don't think that we're going to be hearing about this uh, event when Christians start going on about the efficacy of healing miracles, now will we? I mean, honestly, Christians, we often accuse you of uh, counting the uh, hits and ignoring the misses. Is is anyone going to count this one by chance? Curious? I'm going to make sure this story doesn't die. Uh, the second missing detail is uh, that out of the six people who were killed, two of them were children. Obviously, this is not funny, but once again, it's just one of those little things that is kind of embarrassing, and and the Christian blog that reported this left that out. So, uh, yeah, we we all know how God loves uh, the little children, and uh, how he loves to make new little angels by burning actual living children alive. So, you know, one wonders when they get their little wings in heaven, do you think they'll be high-fiving each other, exclaiming, worth it? Yeah, I don't think so either. That's crazy. So, um, I just want to take a moment uh, to appreciate all of the things that this God failed to do, and I'm not going to cover them all, but you heard the story. You get the idea. You know, first of all, he didn't make sure that the priest conducting this service wasn't an idiot. I mean, think about it. It's gas, right? Gas has a distinct smell. Uncork a keg of gasoline And you're going to smell it. You're going to know that this is not holy water unless there's something really wrong with your holy water. 
All right, that that should have that should have been a clue. Uh, not to mention, um, well, I just I'm just gonna say there's there's no way to mistake gasoline for purified water. But uh, this wasn't. He didn't just use a drop of this water on on a person's head, you know, like a proper anointing. It, the priest doused the man with it. The story says he emptied the keg on the man. I mean, honestly, <laughs> how big was this keg? He emptied it on the man as if, uh, I don't know, he wasn't saving any for any of the other parishioners there. This was a healing service. <laughs> One dude, whole keg. Uh, this guy's an idiot. So... Uh, wow. I don't know what he's thinking. The more, the more water, the better. Um, this prankster God not only failed to um, allow the priest's sense of smell to work properly, he didn't inform the priest to maybe separate the kegs so that the gas and the holy water wouldn't be in the same place. I don't know. Maybe put them in different color kegs, you know, with labels. This one says gas. This one says holy water. You know, just something to make them uh, easily distinct so that they wouldn't be confused. Yeah, this guy's an idiot to be sure. But look at the places that God could have stepped in had he chosen to, you know, do something, anything. So, uh, so when you consider, uh, consider the details of this story, this God wasn't just negligent, but I, I think he had to be downright malicious. So the fire, it would have been limited to this one building, this one person and this one priest, except that some people had been tampering with the gas line to siphon off uh, some gasoline. Now, this is maybe not an everyday occurrence, but this had to happen in preparation for this big conflagration. It's as if God wanted the conflagration, and so he made sure the pipelines were jimmied before this event. At the very least, God could have stopped that from happening and limited the scope of this. But no, no, God is setting the stage for this thing. Yeah, he didn't protect the little kids. At the very least, this God could have maybe blown the little kids out of the way so that they didn't uh, take the brunt of this thing. No, no. So once the holy water met the holy candle, <laughs> there were holy smokes for miles um, as the whole thing blew. So just a, just a set of unlikely circumstances that it seems like God could have maybe stepped in to fix. If anything, it looks like God was tinkering with it so that this would happen. So we can't say that God was completely asleep at the wheel, though, with this story, because there was one almost miraculous thing that happened. While the person who was getting healed was blown up real good and burned to unrecognizable ash, the priest just suffered a few burns. He's okay. 
God save the priest. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. So, um, all right. So as as bad as this story is, I'm not I'm not quite done with this. Um, it actually is a worse story than it sounds like when you understand the concept of holy water. You have to put yourself in the mindset of the people that were involved in this story. If you are not familiar with religion, you may not understand uh, how deep the lunacy goes here. And even if you are familiar with religion, you may not be familiar with this particular branch of religion. So I want to, I want to take a moment to tell you a little bit about holy water. Better yet, let me uh, let me let a Catholic tell you about it. So uh, I uh, picked this up from the site. Uh, I want to say it's well. Let me see if I've still got it up here. Let's see. I can't. I can't find the name of the site. So anyway, uh, it's a Catholic site, and it's it's a store, Catholic Catholic faith store. That's it. That's the name of the site, Catholic faith. Store. So, what do they sell? <laughs> That's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll uh, we might get there. Um, but the name of this article is "How to Use Holy Water: Ten Ways to Use Holy Water to Sanctify Your Life." This is not a parody site. Okay, this is a real site in- intended to encourage real Catholics to to come there and buy their products. Okay, so this is. This is Christians talking to other Christians. These are the types of things they say when they think that no one is looking. So first, you should know that holy water is very similar uh, in concept to prayer cloths. Have you ever heard of the prayer cloths? It's this kooky idea, this crazy, mostly in Pentecostal circles, you'll see it, uh, where, you know, some preacher, maybe some televangelist, you know, he's got his little handkerchief, uh, and he will sell you a handkerchief that he has blessed. Well, sell you. He'll give you for free a handkerchief that he has blessed, uh, you know, with a minimum donation of X number of dollars. And he will send you this handkerchief, and this handkerchief will bring you all manner of good luck. Lo- oh, wait a minute. Christians like to call it blessings. All manner of blessings because of this handkerchief. Now, don't think that this is the craziest thing you've heard all day. This comes directly from the Bible. This is a New Testament thing. I know, Christians, you've never read your Bible. It's in the book of Acts. Look it up. Uh, I want to say uh, it was Peter. Uh, they sold it. They uh, distributed his hankies, <laughs> his discarded hankies around. Uh, to heal people. Paul, I think, uh, people were healed by just him passing and his shadow uh, would heal them. But Peter, I think he was the hanky guy. So this is actually, this actually comes right out of the New Testament, right out of the book of Acts. You you restoration movement Christians, get your your prayer cloths out. This is where this prayer cloth uh, tradition comes from. Anyway, so what does it have to do with the holy water? Holy water is mostly the same kind of thing. It is water blessed by a priest. Now, it could also be water from a particularly holy place, uh, you know, I suppose. But uh, most modern-day holy water is uh, water blessed by uh, 
a priest. And then uh, if you, when you go to the Catholic churches, you can dip your fingers in this holy water and you know prepare yourself for the sacraments, or you know you can bless yourself. There are all manner of things you can do uh, with this, this holy water. But holy water, the uses of holy water extend far beyond that. So it's it's kind of this magical talisman that makes everything better. And so I just wanted to read a, a, a little bit uh, from this site so that you can get a sense of the mindset of people uh, who use holy water and what holy water is all about. Uh, so uh, he gave 10 things. I'm just going to read a few of them. Starting at number three, uh, one of the things that you could do with holy water uh, is bless a new house, right? Okay, so uh, buying a new house or moving to a new home is an event worth celebrating, and many Catholics mark this occasion by hosting a house blessing. This is a good way for the priest to bring positivity and peace into the new living quarters, at the same time, this gives the uh, homeowners the opportunity to give thanks to the Lord for the gift of a new house. Isn't that great? I wonder how many houses have burned to the ground after being blessed uh, with this holy water. Just, just wonder. Does, does any of that serve as disconfirmation? I, uh, I, I wonder how many unhappy marriages have gone on in these, uh, these blessed houses. You know, in these blessed houses, do the do the pipes leak? You know, do <laughs> do you ever have electrical problems? Or you know, how how far do these blessings go? At any rate, this is how these people think. Number four, bless the workplace. I love this one. I love this one. I uh, I work at an office with uh, with uh, over four hundred employees uh, in the office. They are heathens. <laughs> you think I'm a heathen? Um, so he writes, we can have our workplace blessed for the same reason that we have our homes blessed. We want to give it a spiritual protection so that it becomes a place of positivity and peace. Our office is a place where we can bring glory to God through our work. So it is understandable that we want to be blessed as well. I wonder if this only works in, say, Christian offices or churches or something. Because you know what? Office politics and office drama happens all the time. Clearly, people are not bringing their holy water. If you are having a problem at your workplace with a co-worker or a boss, oh, your boss, just take a big vat of holy water and empty the whole damn thing on him or her. It's going to be so much better for you. It's going to be so, and don't just use a drop. You know, douse them with the whole thing. <laughs> Train it dry. <laughs> Fix that workplace right up for you. Um, okay, number six. I want to say this is my favorite, but so many of them are my favorite. So this is um, drive away evil. Uh, <laughs> he writes, uh, St. Teresa of Avila said it herself. From long experience, I have learned that there is nothing like holy water to put devils to flight and prevent uh, them from coming back again. Holy water has long been considered a weapon against evil spirits and demons. Priests use it during exorcis uh, exorcism rites uh, and to drive away evil 
from people and from homes. Wow, did you know this? Did you know that you could drive away all demonic activity from around you by just bathing in holy water? Just carry it around. They hate the stuff. It, not only do they hate the stuff, they will leave and never come back. Can you believe that? So why is it that priests have to sometimes come back to the same place several times and you know drive out the evil spirits? I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe holy water has a shelf life. <laughs> They're using stale holy water. Tell me, if you can drive demons out of a realm with holy water, why doesn't the Catholic Church just fill up a bunch of planes with holy water and make it freaking rain all over this world? No more demons. It's solved. Why not? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all right. Yeah, <laughs> the devils take flight. You know what? I've been using a, a particular holy water in, in my apartment uh, made by Raid and Combat. Uh, but I haven't been fighting demons. I've been fighting cockroaches. And uh, that holy water doesn't work on them either. <laughs> So, I don't know. I've got to up my game. Uh, number nine. Uh, number nine. Cure for ailing body parts. Yeah, you heard it. <laughs> That's what the priest was going for. Um, he writes, uh, particularly uh, the holy water from Lourdes is well known to have miraculous healing power if you have friends or family suffering from any aches and illnesses, understand, any aches or any illnesses, bless them with a bottle of holy water, which they could use in the comforts of their own home. <laughs> so, um, yeah, are you worried about the, uh, the doctor's bill? Medical bills piling up. One bottle of holy water. You don't need to see your doctor anymore. You got some aches? Forget the, forget the Advil. You got some illnesses? Diabetes? Huh? Screw diabetes. Douse yourself with some holy water, baby. You're good. Hey, number 10. <laughs> I love this one. Bless the car. I can't make this stuff up. So he says, uh, road safety is very important. And uh, what better way to equip ourselves on the road than to seek spiritual protection through the blessing of holy water? <laughs> we, we can either bless our cars, ourselves, or request a priest to do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, is it like a drive-through? I mean, you, you drive up to the Catholic churches and, uh, you know, he says, uh, confessional? No, sir, I just need you to bless my car <laughs> on the way to work. <laughs> got to pick up some Starbucks and a blessing. I got this holy water here. You want to <laughs> need you to bless my car, okay? Is this a service that priests are performing? Really? <laughs> Yeah, I wonder how many accidents, how many 10-car pileups happened today 
with cars blessed with holy water. You have got to be kidding me. So, once again, you, you think I'm just making this up from some parody site. I am not. So, I wanted to pull in some of the comments from the readers. So, here's, here's a few comments. They're worth that many. Uh, but you really need to understand the mindset of the people who think this way. Uh, so, uh, who do we have? MJ uh, says, we use holy water uh, when we have bad weather. Sprinkling it and ask God to protect us, our home, family, and neighbors. When we drive and see a bad storm, we sprinkle the holy water and ask God to make the storms go away and keep us safe. We have seen its power all the time. God protects us. We sprinkle uh, the care before traveling, ask God to keep us safe. This, this is how they think. These are real people. Uh, Carol uh, says, yes, uh, I believe it cured my sister when she had gout. <laughs> That's right. All illnesses, people. Uh, Kathy says, uh, my brother uh, has gout. Will, will holy water help him heal? Um, <laughs> Jimmy says, can you drink the holy water? <laughs> B says, this is, this is gold. <laughs> okay. B says, I would advise against drinking it directly from the uh, font or from any other container in the church. In the past, there have been stories of people who have gotten sick from harmful bacteria. For drinking purposes, I would recommend that a priest bless the water you bring to him in a jug or bottle. <laughs> now, directly following this uh, on the site is, uh, let, me, let me just read it. I want to make sure it gets I get it right. It says, carry your faith with a beautiful holy water bottle. <laughs> it does have some beautiful holy water bottles here. And uh, they're different kinds of bottles, right? They have different images on them for, for different things. So uh, this first bottle they show is a Holy Spirit water bottle. And then the second one is Guardian Angel water bottle. And then the third one is Miraculous water bottle <laughs> it's just it's just miraculous water bottle. so here's what i'm thinking here's what i here's my theory of of what went down um i'm thinking that maybe uh the the priest he was reaching for the miraculous water bottle and he accidentally picked up the holy spirit water bottle which we know is a flaming fire <laughs> oh hail the spirit <laughs> this is look this is how this is how they think uh, this is this is what they believe. The man who walked in there for healing, the reason he did not recoil when the reach uh, when the priest reached for a keg and started dumping the contents on him was because he already believed 
that there was some magical power in the water. And I just hope, I just hope that in his final seconds of life, that he did not have time to think, oh no, everything that has led me to this moment has been wrong. <laughs> I hope he did not have time to, to think and keep his faith and think, oh no, I've died and gone to hell. <laughs> these, are, these are horrible. I hope he just died thinking uh, that uh, he was being healed by the Holy Spirit. That's all I got, folks. I'm out. <laughs>